Hi everyone, and welcome to the 88th episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with Churro! Hey guys. And Sabrina! Hello! Hi! Hi! How's it going? Doing good. What about you? Doing well. Doing well. We just got off, well, I guess not just, but <laughs> we just <laughs> had a live stream. I hope you guys were in attendance, because it was awesome. We had it a lot was. of people on. It was actually so much fun. We had a lot of people join us. Oh, man. There's like so nice, so many good parts. I lost to Dark Side. That was a good part. That was really funny. People were I, into it in the chat. We were talking to people in chat, and it was oh, yeah. it was off the hook. Oh, Brandon's great. voiceovers were like I did the voiceovers. Highlight. Oh my gosh, it was oh, so funny. Man. Speaking of which, I know my Donald was not very good, but I've I've actually since been practicing. Um, did you really <laughs> well i've been i've been looking up how to do it apparently so well the first thing what had happened was i was looking you had up, to look it up that's the, well that's the first the, one problem. the first thing i was looking up was if there was a donald duck voice changer little did i know okay first things first there is no voice changer for donald duck it's too specific it cannot be done so then then i looked up video tutorials on youtube and i found this one guy he does it pretty good it doesn't really sound like donald duck it sounds like more like a a different character that has the same kind of voice but i was sort of learning from him i still can't do the voice I'll, I'll, I'll debut more stuff on the next stream and we'll see how bad it is it's terrible but it does sound like donald duck is choking on something so that's a start <laughs> the donald duck voice you know tomes have been written about it it's a big deal it's very hard to do anyway <laughs> voices i'm voices. learning them. catch us on the le- next live stream hopefully uh, Donald Duck will be cho- choking less. So, for you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We run on a... <laughs> Damn it. I keep forgetting I changed that part. We release every <laughs> Tuesday, rotating each week with Final Fantasy Union. We come out every other week, basically. And we come out on the iTunes store, KingdomHeartsUnion.com, YouTube.com, slash KHUnionVids, and... Kingdom Hearts Ultimania's Twitter, which is at KH Ultimania. So we have a three-segment show today. Uh, first and foremost, we have a rumors section. Ooh, Ooh suspicious. <laughs> Typically, we have a new segment there, but because we release every two weeks now, uh, it's hard to come across news. Kingdom Hearts news doesn't come out every two weeks. You should know that by now. But we do have a rumor, and we will be discussing it. It is interesting. Uh Second segment, we have a featured discussion, much like last episode. We got a really cool uh, topic to talk about. And our third segment is our question segment. In the way of announcements, as always, you guys can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ffkhunion. Just pledge a dollar and get access to a special exclusive podcast called Please Be Excited. And speaking of Patreon, our Patreon executive producers for this episode are... We'll we'll trade off in the in the middle of this so you guys can read some of these too because man my, my my throat will get sore because I'm gonna be reading all these guys all these lovely supporters executive producers. First, <clears throat> we've got Manning Franks. His Twitter handle is at like Peyton uh, at like underscore Peyton and Peyton is spelled P E Y T O N. Second, we've got Alex Troutman, uh, who is at Akira Namejin on Twitter. Uh, Namejin is uh, N-A-M-E-J-I-N. We've got Billy Jackson, who's at underscore Billy Jackson. Uh, we've got Manning Franks. I listed him a second time. 
<laughs> I told you there was probably typos in this outline. Come on, We've Brandon. got Chris Vallant, who is at Moosehead Studio. That's an awesome Twitter handle. Churro, take the next three. We got Zach Duranto, which the Twitter handle is at ZDuranto58. Then you have Michael Graham, Erwin Velez, Barry Norton, which you can find him on Twitter at Nortron Zero. And then, Sabby, do you take the last ones? Okay, and then we got William Tren Grove, and it's at... Give me, like, the most difficult ones to pronounce. Thanks, guys. <laughs> um, at Varnus the Azure. Oh, man, I'm just going to spell this out. It's V-A-R-N-I-S the A-Z-U-R-E. Yes, I said Z. I'm Canadian. Canadian. I'm sorry. Um, we got Christian Burge, and then Tiger Crane. Uh, Palpu Milkshake. Mm. Milkshake. Mm, thank you. Thank you, guys. So thank, thank you, guys, you. our executive producers. Awesome. If you guys want to be an executive producer on the next show of Kingdom Hearts Union, please go to patreon.com slash ffkhunion. I believe that tier is like $2.50, so pretty cheap, and it could inevitably change your life. Because, you know, if you have a Twitter and we read it out on the podcast, we got a lot of listeners, and they could be your followers. So, uh, yes, please support us. Patreon.com slash FFKHUnion. And as always, be a part of the show. Send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com. Seriously, you guys make the show. Uh, our show is largely based on user-generated content, and we discuss what you guys want to talk about. That's how we ensure that we're making something that is relevant to our listeners, is by answering your questions on the show. So uh, please send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com. And just a quick note about the live stream. We were talking about it before. Uh, the Kingdom Hearts Union Deep Dive stream goes live every other Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern time, the same week as the podcast. So if you're listening to this right now, uh, our next live stream, uh, well, if you're listening to it currently, of course, our next live stream is Saturday the 30th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, our Twitch is twitch.tv slash khunion. So please go there, follow us, and check out the cool show. We're currently playing Kingdom Hearts Final Mix. So we just started. You haven't missed much. But if you have missed anything, if you missed our first stream, uh, you can catch us on youtube.com slash khunionvids. We already have the archive up there. You can watch the whole thing and be caught up. Super easy. And uh, just... Quick note, uh, I'm looking to maybe do a test stream like in the middle of the week maybe. We'll probably do some grinding uh, with Beefy Sora, make him a little bit more beefy. Uh, basically, I've got some new settings that I want to try out and see see how they work uh, prior to the uh, proper uh, live stream time. So if you listen to this now and randomly uh, in the middle of the week, you get a notification on Twitch saying, Hey, uh, King at Cage Union, they're live right now. Uh, it's because it's a test stream. So, don't freak out, but if you want, show up and say hi while we grind. All yeah, right. and we just want, yeah, we should just say thanks to the people who just kind of showed up on the first one, because yes, I think it was super successful, and everyone was so awesome to talk to. Actually, one of them actually put it up on, on Reddit for us to Thank help you. promote. Um, and then, yeah, you guys are just awesome to talk to. Got, yes. We got some sassy fans out there, people picking sides already. Yeah, oh, right. And betting on Brandon losing. Yes, <laughs> betting on me losing. <laughs> Which, to be fair, I didn't lose very much. I survived most of the things. You lost to Dark Side. I did you lose to Dark, dark side. side, though. I did lose to Dark Side, but I survived a lot of things. <laughs> so that that is the important part. I, you know, to be fair, I didn't lose to Waka once. 
I did not lose to Waka once. I only lost a selfie in a three-on-one battle. <laughs> I know, right? That was the best part ever. But that was that after was I so killed funny. Waka. That was after I killed Waka. And then after I did it again, I knew and, the and she, hit, she hit you from behind. She hit I me know, from right? behind. Oh, well. That won't happen again. We, we're going beefy Sora all the way now. All right, so first segment, we got our rumor segment. So take everything that we're going to discuss with a grain of salt. I I can say the report of this rumor is accurate, but I can't say that what the rumor is about is accurate. So uh, apparently, Jim Cummings, voice of Pete, Winnie the Pooh, and Tigger, claimed at the Albuquerque Comic Con that his recordings for Kingdom Hearts 3 are complete. <gasps> Blast which which is surprisingly <laughs> similar to a, a report of a rumor that we got earlier i think last year like maybe late last year when bill farmer voice of goofy said he was done with his recordings for kingdom hearts 3 <gasps> was it early in the year though last year i don't know yeah don't it was remember. early it was the point really is bill farmer said he was done and and jim cummings said he was done so because we they, to, well maybe they have small roles that's why that's a good point so here's here's the thing when Bill Farmer went out and said, I already I already did my Kingdom Hearts 3. I'm done. and I didn't believe him. And when Jim Cummings said it, I still don't kind of believe him. But the fact that both Jim Cummings and Bill Farmer said the same thing, that their roles were done, that had me scratching my head. I don't know what's going on. I'm confused. What do you guys think is going on here? Do you think... They're maybe misinformed. Do you think maybe maybe they recorded for Kingdom Hearts 2.8 and they incorrectly thought they were recording for Kingdom Hearts 3? Do you think maybe that's a possibility? I mean, it is one of the possibilities. I mean, sometimes it's, it's, it depends on each voice actor. Sometimes they're not really deeply involved in what they record. Sometimes they'll just go and record and, you know, go mm-hmm. go record another thing for another, you know, show or whatever. I mean... And sometimes they don't know what they're recording for. Sometimes they're really secret of what they're recording. Like, for example, when the casting director gives them direction of what to record, you know, it's there's so many things factors that play into this. I mean, it's weird how, like, nonchalantly they can just say they're done recording, you know, even though they're supposed to be under strict NDAs, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely weird. Um, when it came to the Bill Farmer thing, you know, however long it was ago, I was really quick to write it off because, you know, what what does he know? He's just, you know, I mean, he is goofy and, he, and goofy does play an important role typically in the Kingdom Hearts games, but he could have been recording for anything. But the fact that two different Disney voice actors has, have come out and said, hey, we're done, that sort of makes me think it's a little bit more credible, but I'm still, I'm still suspicious yeah, of it. I'm sorry. Yeah, a to know what's kind of happening. Yeah, because like we don't we don't have much to go off of. It's like, like all the trailers were all Japanese with subtitles. Was there one that was English? No, right? Not there, like that. At, yeah. So at E three, they had a f- couple of voices for uh, young Xehanort and young Eris, right, and right, that was okay. it. I think I think some of the battle sounds were English, but that was about it. Okay, yeah. Well, because cause to me, I think the battle grunts were mainly Japanese because you could tell it's swords Japanese VA doing the yeah voice work oh no no i remember specifically because i remember grant saying specifically oh sora said this line and then i listened and he said that line so i don't know whatever look (laughs) the point is typically 
Well, sometimes uh, they, they, they'll record just for trailers. Exactly, exactly. Typically, in general, the way voice acting works, especially when it's dubbing, which is what the English voice cast do, when it comes to dubbing, it's usually done way, way later. Like, this is something that happens, like, towards the end end of development. Like, like within the last, maybe, I don't know, the, in the last year of development. And this isn't necessarily the last year of development. I'm saying, King, I think Kingdom Hearts has at least a year to a year and a half to go. Minimum. Maybe two. Because it's, like, the beginning of 2016 right now. So, like... I don't know. Right now, it, it just doesn't seem like it's the right timing. But if they are targeting a worldwide release, maybe it is. Something that really struck me as interesting, the way Jim Cummings described it, if you actually, there's a recording of uh, of the, the of the whole panel at Comic-Con that he did. And uh, something that he did when, when he first started describing stuff about Kingdom Hearts was that, you know, this work for me is actually really weird because typically he's the first voice actor to touch the work because he's the voice of Winnie the Pooh. He's the voice of Pete. He's the voice of Tigger. And, you know, these are characters that come from America. So he's the first voice actor to record. When he records his lines, there is no animation done. He records it first, and then someone comes over and animates to his voice acting. In Kingdom Hearts, they present him with animation and voice acting that's already done in Japanese, and then he has to do ADR, which is dubbing, meaning you have to do your voice acting in such a way that it matches the flaps of the lips that the Japanese uh, animator did to the Japanese voice acting. And, and the way he described it was that it sounded like that's still what he did for Kingdom Hearts 3. He didn't make it sound like, you know, he was doing voice acting in thin air, you know, w without any sort of direction. So... The way he made it sound like was that, oh yeah, whatever character I am in this game, all his animation's done. And that to me doesn't sound right. <laughs> like, there's no way they finished that much animation. They barely finished the battle system already. Like, I don't know. It just, everything seems off right now. Like, clearly, Kingdom Hearts 3 still got a lot of time to go, you know? It's... Yeah, and not only that, they're still working on 2.8. So, like, when do they have time... For Kingdom Hearts 3 right now. I don't know. It's very confusing. That's why you just wait and see what Square Enix releases to exactly, us. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I would say the only thing that I will say that is of interest to me is not the fact that Jim Cummings talked about it. It's the fact that both Jim Cummings and Bill Farmer said something similar. That's the only thing about this. Because otherwise, if it was just Jim Cummings or if it was just Bill Farmer, I would have completely written it off. I wouldn't have even included it in the show. I don't even know if we were we covered the whole Bill Farmer rumor on the show because I didn't think it was that relevant. Or I that think we did. It's just we did. Accurate. We did very, very briefly. Yeah, because honestly, it's not that important. But the fact that both of them said it, that's, Something's the, only going thi that's conspiracy. the only thing that gives me pause. That's the only conspiracy thing. Conspiracy theory. Exactly. Brendan, do it. Conspiracy theory. All about my, it. <laughs> my conspiracy theory is that... Um, okay, so here's my, my real conspiracy theory, which I don't think is consistent with what Jim Cummings says. But I think because uh, North America is a, a more important market it, as far as console development goes, and it's a big, it's the bigger market for Kingdom Hearts just in general. Uh, Kingdom Hearts sells more here anyway. That maybe they shifted uh, which is the prioritized voice acting uh, to English, and the English voices go first. But none of what Jim Cummings said make, made it seem that way, so uh, I don't know. But that's what I think. 
And it wouldn't be the first Japanese video game to do that. Metal Gear Solid Five did that. That's why they had Kiefer Sutherland uh, do the voice and face, because he wasn't going to be doing no ADR match the flaps. He's Kiefer Sutherland. Anyway, that, that's, if, that's, that's my conspiracy theory, but I don't think it's consistent, so I don't even believe my own conspiracy theory that I just <laughs> made up. Anyway, so that's pretty much the rumors. Um, take it take it for what it is, uh, but I would say, regardless, take it as a grain of salt. Like Choro said, wait for Square Enix to say something, or you could also wait for Square Enix to show us. Like, if Square Enix puts out a trailer at E3 and you got Pete all over the place and he's saying so many things, then it's like, whoa, maybe Gene now we know. wasn't lying. And and if like, <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if it was there was just a cutscene of Pete talking to to, uh, to Goofy to to Goofy and then Goofy was like, "Hey, Winnie the Pooh and Tigger," and then they're all talking <laughs> to each other, and that was their and then only now scene. Now we know. <laughs> and, oh, it's, that's it's a two man voice scene. trailer. That's it. They only two people. <laughs> that's what they did. Oh, that explains everything. Anyway, moving on to our featured discussion. Uh, our featured discussion today, much like the last episode, is a cool uh came from a cool question that was presented to us uh this one comes from nico gonzalez and the general theme of the question was what can kingdom hearts learn from other games which i thought was really interesting especially considering kingdom hearts is reaching its uh climax with the uh dark seeker saga and you know we're about time for a uh about time for a new saga, so this could be a, you know, a new dawn of new horizons and whatnot, all those buzzwords. So I thought this would be <laughs> a great time to start talking about that. So, the first part of the question, Churro, 2015 had some great games such as Witcher 3, Metal Gear Solid 5, Fallout 4, etc. What mechanics from these games would you like to influence Kingdom Hearts 3? And I'll just say, you know, just games in general. What, what sort of mechanics would you like to see from you know more modern games uh and you know what what mechanics would you like to see influence kingdom hearts 3 and one of the examples he gave was was uh dialogue trees kind of like mass effect basically like mass effect or fallout 4 i mean one of the big things about oh you know for kingdom hearts you know they describe it as action rpg and when you think of action or you know rpg you think final fantasy what does final fantasy have side quests mm-hmm. lots of it that keeps, you know, the, the, the replay up high, you know, with games like The Witcher 3. Like, you, Brandon, have explained to me how much, you know, side quests are involved with yes. that game. And um, to me, it's like, I think it's one of the things that's lacking with Kingdom Hearts is, you know, lack of side quests, especially with the lack of NPCs. I mean, NPCs make the world feel more li- uh, lively, you know, sort of boring, empty wastelands. Um, Which, you know, it really does sort of ruin the you know the feeling of immersion when you're going to save a world where nobody lives in it's like yeah why why am i bothering nobody lives here just let the heartless take over who cares it was, it was, it was a big gripe with like <laughs> especially when in like kingdom hearts 3d where the worlds were so huge you know especially with the mm-hmm. introduction of flow motion you know but like everything just seems so empty and there was that famous cutscene of Oh, listen to the crowds cheer in Olympus Coliseum, and there's no one. And there's in the like stands. no one there. <laughs> yeah, like, and you all hear us cheering. Ooh. It's like the like then miniature, then like the people. Agri, the agriball <laughs> ones, all like I haven't seen the marketplace so lively, and it's like nobody here. Yeah, there's no one there. I'm like, this so is lively. Is so it because like, we're fighting? Goodness. <laughs> so definitely, you know, NPCs, 
side quests, dialogue trees, being able to have Sora, you know, say different things, you know, to characters. Base. I, I know that from judging from the E3 trailer, the worlds are bigger now because I felt the worlds were too kind of small. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then they're also introducing, you know, hopefully reintroducing more platform hopping, more exploration. Yeah. Because I know how, how people said it was kind of hard in the first Kingdom Hearts. That's why Kingdom Hearts 2 was more straightforward. Yeah, they definitely removed a lot of the platforming. But, like, when you look at the Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer, especially from E3, there was a lot of platforming in that. Like, there was, like, a lot of hopping around, like, pillars and, and, like, rock formations. Like, it definitely seems more of a thing in Kingdom Hearts 3. So, yeah, those those were my be my main top ones. Dialogue trees, NPCs, side quests. I agree with you. I feel like I want that, but I feel like I also want some, like, everyone's going to probably disagree with me, but... I kind of want some sort of multiplayer like thing with it, just because mm-hmm. I love Kingdom Hearts. You guys love Kingdom Hearts. I kind of want to play Kingdom Hearts with you guys. Yeah, that'd in be some cool. sort of way, like kind of like, um, I feel like, no, well, I guess like the closest thing I can think of is like waves of Heartless <laughs> as like zombies, but well, not like like zombies and Call of Duty. It's Black horde Ops, mode. But, oh my god, that'd be so much heartless. fun. But it would be cool if it's like up to three and. Each, so kind of like what character. they had in uh, Birth by Sleep, like their so in their multiplayer mode, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, but but each like character can be a different thing. So one can just one would be damage, one would be like mage, blah blah blah, all that stuff. Just so you have kind of like not like it's a raid. basically Aqua, Ven, and Terra. You exactly. got your tank, you got your DPS, and you got your healer. That'd be so mage. much fun. <laughs> it kind of have like that like but Diablo feel. But would you want it to be like part of the story, or would you would you like be a separate thing? That has no involvement with the story. Um, I feel like if they wanted to make like a co-op experience for single player, then the difficulty has to be amped up super high and double the amount of everything. Would you like a like a like a drop in play and stuff like with a kind of like for example, um, Did Rising Two had basically a drop in play where you could play single player and then a sex your one of your friends could drop in as a secondary character and both of you can take on the story together uh, uh it depends so no because it's like it gets a little bit weird just because i'm gonna relate back to like destiny destiny mm. like in a way kind of works well because you get to be in the world and and you see some people already there and you match up with your friends and you kind of just go and do whatever um i feel that's a little bit more difficult in the sense of where kingdom hearts is mm. because then you have to either it would have to be how any other like mmo would be it would be you have to accept the quest and then no one else can join you as you're doing and your that character quest. doesn't speak and they're not important and basically it's yeah. on chain key oh <laughs> <laughs> this is basically what it is and then oh it's the keyblade war mmo that you all wanted feel, yeah. where the main character says nothing and everybody talks for you like you're Yo. some really personable person but you say nothing it's like you're there and someone's fighting and they're like, don't listen to him. It's like, I didn't even say anything. <laughs> oh, look, you're here. Oh, man. <laughs> you guys, you always make the funniest jokes. Yeah, you're so funny. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't say anything. What do you want? What I really <laughs> love in those games where they have the silent protagonist is when you also have a love interest and they're falling in love with you and you're just not doing anything. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, yeah. Why can't love in real life be like that? I just show up and then the, the girl does all the talking and falls in love with me because I'm just standing there 
If there are dialogue just trees, good, Brandon. I really want how Persona 4 is. It's like, you have, like, good, okay, like, bland, like, basic, and then mm. just really awful and mean. I just want yeah. that as, like, your choices. It's like, oh, hey, we just, like, defeated all these Heartless for you, and it's like, great, and it's like, why would you do that? And I'm like, eh, you could have done better. Like, that type of thing. I think that'd be well, so fun. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> Sora can't be, you know, a douchebag. You know, know. He's, he's too happy to be a douchebag. So yeah, that's the only. That's, I think that's the only problem why they put they won't put dialogue trees because Sora's already. Well, I mean, so. uh, dialogue trees wouldn't be a problem because they write the dialogue, so they can write dialogue that would be in his character, I guess. Well, because well, that's what made Fallout Four so weird. Because when you reply to people and stuff, you know, sometimes his the way he, you know, he interprets the voice when responding didn't really match up yeah. with the conversation. I, no, I'd done that with um, Mass Effect. I think it was just like a simple answer. It was like, yeah, that's not cool. And it's like, you know, or um, I don't need your help, but I wanted to say it politely. And it's like, I don't need your help. I'm like, no, no, no. I take everything back right now. Like, can I just redo my save? That's, that is definitely the tough part with, with dialogue trees. I would say, honestly, Mass Effect probably, even though it's not perfect, it probably does the best out of like most games when it comes to dialogue trees because I, th- I think as as long as you don't like randomly switch between renegade and paragon i think your character sort of makes sense um but yeah i think i think dialogue trees and sure you said side quests i think both of those would be a great addition and i think mm-hmm. at least with side quests that makes the most sense because like here's here's the proposition to square enix look you can make more game and you don't have to make more assets to put in the game you just use the same ones over and over again like you know like that's a really good you know cost to value proposition that's really easy that's why all these big old open world rpgs have you fighting the same monsters over and over again even though for me as much as i do love the witcher like the witcher does reuse a lot of assets all the houses are pretty much the houses you see for the whole game like like there there aren't there isn't that many uh unique houses in the game most of them are reused like a hundred times and you know there's not that many different enemy types but still they make it work they create enough original content that you know it's valuable they they, they make it work um and yeah other than that uh yeah, I think Dialogue Trees would be a great addition. And we were actually talking about it on the live stream, how uh, it was really interesting at the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 1, how you could, you know, choose your destiny effectively when when uh, Titus and uh, Selfie and Waka were asking you those questions about your future. And that allows you to choose the way you level in the game. Like, what if that was just a built-in thing in the game and you can, like make choices about things or just talk to people and learn learn more about people even if it's not to express your character what if you used it to learn more about the beast or learn more about cloud or i don't know stuff like that i think it would be interesting anyway moving along to the next part of the uh discussion savvy what other genres would you like kingdom hearts to explore and should kingdom hearts break from its typical uh, formula for the next saga. Um, other genres to explore. Hmm. I feel like, well, right now it's considered as action adventure RPG. Yeah, a right? little bit of platforming in it. And... Yeah, platforming. 
Yeah, that's pretty um, much it. Like, what else can you add? I don't, like, I wouldn't want, like, a first-person shooter. Or yeah, I don't really want horror because it's Disney. Make, it, make, make it a, this scary. Make it a PT style. PT style. No. <laughs> Walk through a hallway. No, thank like, you. You turn, around, you turn around and Heartless is right in your face. Oh, that's so scary. No thanks. <laughs> um, any other drums? I don't know. I feel like the genre for Disney kind of speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of hard to add other stuff to it. Um... I did enjoy um, the much more, a little bit more of like the darker themes that was introduced in Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that might be as most of it can go, just because limitations of Disney, right? Like you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but as far wanna, as gameplay, like, yeah. did you see it maybe doing something different? Like for example, we were talking about. Uh, you know, an MMO. Could you see a Kingdom Hearts MMO? Could you see a, That'd be cool. you know, a Keyblade War MMO? Would that maybe work? Or, I mean, I mm. guess we kind of have it a little bit with, with Key, but it's still, but it's still uh, very simplified. Like that, yeah. that's them like committing as least as possible to that idea as, as they can. Like it's, you know, it's a very, you know, I don't want to say it's low budget, but it's it's definitely lower budget than a typical console title. I mean, if it's a speed like class form instead of MMO 101, it's more like MMO 10. Yeah. MMO <laughs> 10. <laughs> like, uh, could you see something on the scale of maybe Final Fantasy 14 for Kingdom Hearts? And that, then that'll be the Keyblade War. You know? That would be cool, but like then you don't have very many... Um, different things like you know how different classes and whatnot if they mm-hmm. put that they in would have to fantasy create 14 classes. though that'd be kind of cool yeah I, I would like a keyblade i mean the <laughs> nice thing about uh the genres is that uh, if you look at recoded they try different types of genres in a single game mm-hmm. side scrolling turn bad turn based you know a forward scroll you know like puzzles, on rails or puzzles like an on rails type of thing so i mean it's certainly capable of it but like would they really do it for you know like one genre for a full game mm-hmm. like i don't mind if it was like turn-based because it can't fit the formula yeah yeah definitely and then as far as uh breaking breaking the formula so let's say it does stick with you know action rpg Kingdom Hearts okay. is formula isn't the only way you can do an action rpg there's a lot of different action rpgs out there you know you've got uh for example legend of zelda considered to be well it's considered to be sort of like an action rpg slash a puzzling game but you know in legend of zelda you have a you know you have an overworld and link goes around to different dungeons and explores the dungeons and uh, you know he conquers whatever quests in there but it's generally a very more uh it's more of an open experience uh mm-hmm. but still very classic you got witcher 3 we were talking about that before. That's an action RPG that's also an open world. He goes around on horseback across the wilds of uh, of Velen and Novigrad and all those places with weird names. Uh, so there's that. You know, you could have maybe, you know, like what Churro was saying, where it was like a turn-based RPG, but maybe instead of it being turn-based, it could be maybe more like Final Fantasy XV, where it's an open world and it's... It's Disney World. <laughs> and, oh my god, go on all the rides and then... <laughs> well, maybe not all the rides, but... Get a fast pass. But, like, oh. uh, what if all the worlds after Kingdom Hearts 3 are connected again? Or maybe this is, like, in the distance past, and this is, like, uh, kind of like Knights of the Old Republic. It's way, way in the past, like, a long, long time ago when the worlds were still one, and it's a different style of game, and you're dealing with Disney characters. Instead of it being, you know... 
every single uh, world is, you know, following the plot of the movie. The Disney characters have their own original plots in this world because they're all together in this one world. Kind of like what the uh, Disney world is like in Kingdom Hearts as it is, but that's a whole world and all the Disney movies are sort of integrated in there and they have their own little zones on the world map and you sort of explore the entire world. So so effectively, instead of flying to different planets and having everything being like a separate experience, it's a more cohesive thing and maybe more original. And then they don't have to go chasing after movies and they can have Aladdin as much as they want. <laughs> because even if they ran out of movies to work off. That's so could true. you see well, it doing something like that? Or do you have any other ideas of like different... You know, different ways that Kingdom Hearts can expand uh, its formula. You know, an in open world would saga. be nice. Like an open world would like be a good idea, just because I feel like, especially the worlds that are made for Kingdom Hearts and not mm-hmm. Disney, I feel like it would be good to have a larger area for that, just because it's a unique world you want to explore it more. Because Disney ones are just like you know, it's based of what you see on the movies yeah. and whatnot. I do like traveling to different worlds. Um, well, because like if they all connected and like if it's easy to get through each one, then gummy ships won't exist. Yeah, true. And I think, or you could have a gummy airship. You know, there's that. Yeah, and Sid gets to drive it. Yeah, yeah, you get Sid drive it, or you could have Chip and Dale drive it, or whatever. <laughs> um, but. I think I think the most fun was actually going to different worlds. Yeah, it's kind of hard now just because we've gone It's so through... established already. Yeah, it's like we know what happens. It's like, oh, okay, so what happens now? Because we've seen all the movies and we've played through it as like part of Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. And there's and like the sequels don't really add on to much because they are sequels and they're made by the B team and it's kind of yeah. not canon anyways anyways um unless they're good and unless they're like you, they're, they're never good sorry <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem um but no i like i want i would like more of an open world to especially like how like well final fantasy 15 like open world just go run off and do whatever especially if you're gonna need to grind um i feel like it's just with kingdom hearts 2 and kingdom hearts 1 there was a lack of areas that you could go to like you would have to mm-hmm run through the entire thing and then go back again it, it felt the like same uh, felt like final fantasy 13 where it's like linear hallways from point a to point b then you have to yeah. go back and return whereas final fantasy 15 it's uh, like all open world so instead of going straight to there you can take a detour yeah there's somewhere and then still end up where your destination is yeah i'm a space exactly. case sometimes so if i see something i'm like <laughs> oh what's that let's go see it I also and... like, I, I think back to like when we first started seeing like hacking videos of Kingdom Hearts 2 and then they showed Destiny Islands, like the actual main island and you could see how huge that was. And I was like, why isn't there any places in Kingdom Hearts 2 that are that big? That's so awesome. And it all works. Like it doesn't break. Like, you know, I can run around. Well, granted, like <laughs> all the assets were really low poly. So maybe that's p- part of the reason why, but... Like, it felt so cool to run around on this even empty, devoid Destiny Islands, but it was so big, and you could go, like, so far, and there's no loading times in between. It was so cool to explore, and, like, don't you ever, like, in a Kingdom Hearts game, like, you'll be running off, and then you'll see a great vista, and then, like, wow, that's a really huge place. Why can't I go there? Like, in Hollow Bastion, for example, like, there's a lot of places like that. 
Especially oh, in Kingdom Hearts 2. amazing. Can you imagine how an open world Hall of Bastion would be like? That would be so awesome. Starting from like where you know the Grand Falls is and making their way up towards the... Or even like Agrabah. Remember in the in the uh, in Kingdom Hearts 2 when you fight Jafar as a genie and you get to see the whole city underneath you and how huge that was? Like, yeah. that's amazing. Like, Or even like, for example, the world that never was and you could explore the deep dive world seamlessly like it's so beautiful i don't know but i'm sure there's a lot of people rolling their eyes because right now there's a from what i'm hearing there's a lot of open world fatigue because there are an awful lot of open world games coming out so i could i definitely understand not a kingdom hearts open world world can sometimes be too overwhelming and that's how i feel with certain games it's like i can't it's it's like you're giving me too much like it's like you can do whatever you want i'm like no tell me what to do (laughs) Like, that's how, literally tell me how, what to do. Uh, Grand Theft Auto is. It's like yeah. a huge well, city I think, for you. I, I think we're, we'll have to see how um, how Final Fantasy 15 handles it. Because at least the way Tabata was talking about it, he says it's the opposite of that. Like it's very, he says that the progression through the world is still linear, but it just happens to be on a seamless world map. Uh, he, he referenced, uh, for example, uh, Red Dead Redemption. I don't know how, how many people played that, but in Red Dead Redemption, uh, you know, it's the Wild West and you have specific areas you can go to and all the other areas in the world until you reach a certain point of the story are completely blocked off to you. Like, oh, you know, there's a Mexican border patrol or, you know, the, you know, the bridge is blown out or, you know, they, they come up with some reason why you can't go there and you progress the story until the point where you resolve that problem and then you can go there. So uh, I think Red Dead Redemption, and we'll have to see how Final Fantasy XV works. I think it's more that it just offers free exploration more than anything, and just, you can still just, have a linear story in there. That's they're just, uh, you know, they're just trying to make it the because, like you said, going back to Final Fantasy XIII, what was the biggest complaint? Besides it's linear. It's a shoestring. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shoestring. So they're, they're they're trying to be and the look at all these cool, look 13. at all these cool backgrounds I can't explore. That's that's what exactly. FF13 so now Tabata's all like. In the nicest way, he didn't want to say we're going to make this the un Final Fantasy 13, <laughs> which is what Final Fantasy Versus 13 was all about. That's why they called it Versus, was because it was against uh, 13 in every way possible. Right. It was action and open world. But yeah, I think I think those are some cool ideas. I don't know if Kingdom Hearts would necessarily work for an open world, but I think it would be pretty cool. I would say one thing before we move on: uh, if if Kingdom Hearts was ever to go open world, I would say it should be a much smaller, tighter open world than something like a Final Fantasy XV, where it's like, oh, yeah. as far as we can tell, like 700 to 800 square miles. It's almost the size of real world Tokyo, which is insane. That's not what we would want for Kingdom Hearts. And in, in FF15, you have a car. You're driving at real world car speeds. So they need that. In Kingdom Hearts, you sort of assume Sora's probably walking on foot for most of it. So obviously it should be smaller. So... I'm thinking like maybe something the size of a, like you know a typical Legend of Zelda world. Maybe we could see you know what Legend of Zelda on Wii U how big that is because oh but he has a horse that's sort of cheating. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> could you imagine Sora riding? What what would Sora's mount be if he had a mount? Chocobo. Would it be a chocobo? But they chocobo. had a, they had a chocobo in uh, Destiny Islands and they had X through it. They would that would be changing a lot. <laughs> well, we don't know what exactly what that X means. The X means key, and you have to unlock. You have to unlock the keyblade, and the the secret of Kingdom Hearts is chocobos. Well, knowing, well, knowing 
you know, Nomura, you try to make, you know, as much Final Fantasy-ishness to it as possible. Yeah, because, I mean, honestly, if it wasn't that, what what would it be? Well, I guess, I guess maybe, maybe you could, like, figure out, like, maybe each Disney area you go to, they'll give you their own themed mount. So for, like, in Agrabah, they'd give you the flying carpet. Maybe that's your airship. I don't know. That'd be cool. Or you can just but ride I, Donald I, and Goofy. <laughs> well, they could come too. They can they can join. It's a big carpet. And then like no, I would rather get like a pig. You could get the pumpkin the pumpkin coach from Cinderella, <laughs> and uh, that's really all I can think of. But, I'm pretty set know. on Goofy giving me a ride to <laughs> to everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it'll be Goof Troop. Goof Troop the game, and oh, Goofy drives the car, and we sing songs on the road again. Yes, that's there what you I go. want. That's the Kingdom Hearts open world. It's basically just Goof Troop. <laughs> and power lines the final boss. All right, so I think that pretty much wraps up our discussion segment. Now, moving on to the question segment. As always, if you guys want to be featured on the question segment, or if you have like a really crazy idea that you think we could spin off into our own little feature discussion, send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com. Uh, this first question comes from Elbow Juice, and Elbow Juice asks, if Sora were to be in Smash Brothers, what do you think his moves would be and his final smash? Also, do you think he should have uh, orig- his original costume to choose from or his Drive or Kingdom Hearts 1 outfit? Definitely. I, I can't remember all of them, but I would say definitely Strike Raid and Ars Arcanum. Yeah. Would be like yeah. a few of them. Uh, what's the one where like it explodes into like a huge thing of like... Is it Stun Impact or is it something from Kingdom Hearts 2? Something from Kingdom Hearts 1. It was oh. Kingdom Hearts 1. It was when he, you do the combo then it, he... Slashes upward and he releases a huge, like energy. Is it energy ball? Is it yeah. orange? Yeah, it is. that's stun impact. Yeah, no, no, no that's the uh, force field. Oh, the force the field. Oh, I don't know. It was like one of the big combos he had, and you can learn. I forgot what it was called. It was it was using the move in Kingdom Hearts Two Final Mix in the limit form. Oh, yeah, I have no idea then. Yeah, but for his uh, final smash would probably be be his solo Trinity limit from Kingdom Hearts Two. Mm-hmm. That'd be. Cool. I think I think that'll work. Yeah, anything like that, Trinity Limit, would be pretty cool. But you're missing something very important. Slide Dash. He's got to have Slide Dash. Slide Dash. So you okay, can cover, you, okay, you you hold can down cover and, a lot of ground. Okay, Yo, you hold dodge down roll, and, man. That's his side hold B. Press, uh, hold down and press A. Just Slide Dash. <laughs> that's his side B. Just, just press press what, whatever button. I don't know. I don't play Smash. I just hear everybody say, oh, <laughs> what's, his, what's, his up, what's his up B? What's his neutral B? I don't know. That's Whatever. what I said, down B. <laughs> there you go. So you, I would say B in a direction is slide dash in that direction. There you go. Easy. Then then, then he's got to have some magic at least, you know, like Blizzard and Fire and Arrow <sighs> 2. Yeah. You know, it, it, he, he can have, he has a lot of like things involved in it. How do they handle it with Mega Man? He's got all those different elemental things. I think they just like the favorite ones or select the ones that are, you know, that's well, they, not well, they they have like like leaf. They have the leaf shield, and then they had a fire thing, I think. And then they well, I mean, had I mean, a he has he has a lot thing of and weapons to choose from. I think, like I said, they just choose either the popular ones or the common ones or something that actually fits within. You know, without breaking the game. His final, yeah, like I said, final smash would be probably slow Trinity Limit from yeah. two. Um, that's the only thing I can really think of. I mean, Sora doesn't really have his own like. Like ultimate, you know, move. Yeah, he doesn't know? have. He doesn't really have limit breaks, but he does have a lot of cool abilities. Like I think, I think it, you know, things like Ars Arcanum and Strike Raid. Those are probably good for 
maybe Final Smashes, unless, I guess. Unless he does something like in at the at the end of the Exemplus fighting Kingdom Hearts 2 where he does like a huge hit combo and then he shoots the light from the Keyblade yeah, into the opponents like and them flying out of the arena. Yeah. Um, for his something, co- something I thought was pretty cool. Again, I have very limited Smash knowledge, but I always like when they add a, add a character from a series you don't expect and then they try to make it as similar to playing the original character as possible. Wouldn't it be cool to like have a tiny command menu that you could like play with? Right. I was thinking that too. Uh, like That'd his final cool. smash, it either just has the command on there, and you have just a set like four sets of stuff. Yeah, it's kind of like kind of like Dissidia, huh? When they use the uh, the their limits. Yeah, something like that. Or your final um, smash can change to any of the, the dry form. Maybe dry, maybe yeah. he'll be in his final form or something. Yeah, that'd be cool too. For his outfit, it I because. For his outfit, I think it'll just be his Kingdom Hearts one and Kingdom Hearts two. Yeah, um, the only I don't think the only problem use... with uh, with Kingdom Hearts one is that if they want to include Kingdom Hearts two, he's taller. So then that gives you a unless, it, unless, too unless much they, of a difference. Unless they use the same, uh, you know, Kingdom Hearts one Sora with it, and they use Kingdom oh, Hearts two Sora. I think they would just go with Kingdom Hearts two Sora because he's in more games. Sad face. Because <laughs> I don't think, I mean, unless they use his dry forms as alternate things, but I think they would rather yeah. use dry forms as like different, you know, play modes, you know, we use like, yeah. uh, we, that's the way I look at it. And then knowing tomorrow, he'll probably just do like uh, his own, like an extra design that has really relates to nothing. Yeah. Plus, it also cool. depends if it's, you know, Kingdom Hearts 3 is out. If Kingdom Hearts 3 is out, then I'm sure he had no problem using his 3 outfit. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Yeah, so that's a. Uh, those are good ideas. And uh, speaking of Nomura, he just had a little interview with Sakurai about how uh, how Cloud ended up in Smash. So that's a pretty cool, cool thing. So maybe you know if if Nomura and uh, Sakurai are all buddy buddy now, maybe we'll look. And if out. Sakurai makes another Smash, pretty soon. That's <laughs> the other thing. It is if Sakurai makes another Smash, and I think one of the things Nomura asked Sakurai was, "So do you know what your next project is?" And Sakurai is like. Yes, I need a vacation. <laughs> so, <laughs> Good for him. It might be a while, regardless of what happens. So, we'll... Hey, I'm still waiting for No More Heroes 3. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So anyway, uh, Churro, will you take this last one? This one's by Matt Martindale, and they write, Kingdom Hearts is my favorite game of all time. But something always bothered me about the game. When you finish the game and it goes through the credits, the stats of your playthrough are shown, and it just ends there. You can't choose to save or start a new game plus or anything like that. Nothing to really show you finished it. And because I love the game so much, it just leaves me feeling incomplete. Have you guys ever felt that felt that with this or any other game with the same mechanic? Um, for me, uh, when I played through Kingdom Hearts and I like completed it, I felt like accomplished. I felt something was accomplished at the end of it, and then the fact that like. I could go back afterwards and just kind of like if I didn't level up to 99 or 100 already, then I would continue to do that and still explore and still fight stuff. Um, I think it'd be kind of cool to have like a new game plus, but I, because I think it'd be much more fun if I could keep my stats and then run through it again, but everything would be so much more difficult. But with those stats, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, I think we were talking about earlier, it was the Persona 4 yeah. Where once you finish the game, you can do New Game Plus and like your, you know, all the status stuff that you need to, you know, eat bowls of ramen or like, or uh, to talk to girls and stuff. Yeah. Talk to um, Kyrie. My Kyrie social limit, social link 
is up. Exactly. Um, But to me, with Kingdom Hearts, I like I think just because of how the final boss is like four different levels. It's like you completed one, you have to keep going. After that, and you're and you finished it, I felt completed with the game. Yeah, and that's that's how I feel. Um, about you guys? I think Kingdom Hearts two and onwards handles it kind of kind of well. Well, Kingdom Hearts final mix, Kingdom Hearts two final mix and onwards. How they they let you save after you beat the the final boss just to show that you've beaten the game, and then the game knows that you've beaten it, and then you can do other extra things without you mm-hmm. having to go through the entire game again to uh, play those things, you know, like Lingering Will and, you know, those sorts of things. Um, and so, so that's kind of cool. But yeah, the, the original game games didn't have that. Uh, honestly, I, it, I, I guess it did actually kind of bother me, but ultimately, if there's nothing there for me to gain from it, then I really don't care. Yeah, that's that's one of the things with Kingdom Hearts is that this like we told like I said earlier, there's so few side quests to do. Yeah, there's like you no know, once you complete to do the so. game, it's you know there's nothing left to do besides you know with the addition of you know Kingdom Hearts Two Final Mix with the you know the data bosses, you know you can keep doing those whatever you like. But, but yeah. there's really what no sense really of really add? coming back to it. Something you know? interesting that Persona does is that. Be, there, from the very beginning of the game, there are some things very clearly early on that you simply cannot do because your stats are not high enough. Like, for example, one of the first conversations you have with a girl, you can't say the the most uh, confident response because your uh, your confidence is too uh, low. Stat is too low, and the only way that you can ever say that is if you play it again on New Game Plus. And there are certain uh, characters that you can only uh, become, you know, fully acquainted with if you play it through a second time. Uh, And there are certain, um, there's a certain boss fight that that, that is only possible on a second playthrough. And that's all well and good for Persona, but the way Kingdom Hearts handled it, or, or at least the way Kingdom Hearts sort of set the stage in Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix, is that... We'll give you all that stuff up front once you finish the game. You don't have to play it through a second time. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that would make sense for further Kingdom Hearts games. And because Kingdom Hearts is an action game that is that also happens to be an action RPG, uh, a, a lot of the enjoyment comes from skill uh, for a lot of people. And it's not necessarily the kind of story that you're going to play a bunch of times because... Once you play it the first time, you get the whole story. Whereas in Persona, there is a very high likelihood, just because of how it's structured, that you will miss a lot of the story content, especially some of the side content, because, like Joe said, you know, you know, there's side quests there, and Kingdom Hearts doesn't really have that stuff. It doesn't really have side quests. You know, Kingdom Hearts is really straightforward, really linear, so you really won't miss much in one playthrough. So there's really no incentive to go back again. So Kingdom Hearts 2 recognized that and just said, hey, we'll give you the end game content, but you don't have to play through the whole game again because we're not going to go back and add stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It's... Yeah, it's it, until until they improve, you know, the things to do in the game, you know. Yeah. I think it won't make sense with the current formula of Kingdom Hearts. It just doesn't make sense because Maybe. it's so linear. 
I mean, maybe Kingdom Hearts 3, or maybe he'll start it with Kingdom Hearts 4 and change yeah, the formula exactly. a bit. So I don't see it happening really immediately, just yeah. until Nomura decides to change up the formula for the next saga. Exactly, yeah. So currently in this formula, you know, take it or leave it, but uh, honestly, like if you think about it, what's it going to give you? So you t- you carry over your stats, right? And, you know, now you're Superpower Sora, so you can go through the story really fast. And it's Kinda the same like story. A, you know? Know, like The Last of Us, once you get... You know, all the once you learn all your abilities, and then then you start a new game plus, and yeah, you're powerful, but it's still the same story. It's yeah, still exactly. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I could think of that might be kind of cool, you know, would be maybe something cosmetic, kind of like in Kingdom Hearts Two Final Mix, how you get the crowns. But like, w- so, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, at well. the end of the day, what, what is that? You know, what value does that add? So I don't know. Uh, honestly. In Kingdom Hearts 1, yeah, I, I would have felt that way because I was younger and didn't realize that there wasn't really much more to gain from it afterwards. But uh, now that I've seen how Kingdom Hearts 2 handles it, or Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix, how they handled it, um, I think that's probably about as good as you're going to get with the current formula of how Kingdom Hearts works, you know, considering how linear it is. So I think that pretty much wraps up the questions. Uh, our music for this episode comes from Dog and Wolf Gaming on YouTube. And this is a Traverse Town guitar cover. Super awesome. Check it out. I picked this one specifically because we just finished up Traverse Town in our Kingdom Hearts <laughs> Union deep dive stream. Yay. Yay! The next Kingdom Hearts Union is scheduled for the 9th of February. Uh, and just you know, speaking of the deep dive stream, our next Kingdom Hearts Union deep dive stream is scheduled this Saturday, the 30th of January, 2016, if you're listening to this in the future, at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And as always, you guys can subscribe to us on, uh, subscribe to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes Store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts, and we're number one. Number one. And as always, you can catch every episode you on KingdomHeartsUnion.com, YouTube.com slash KHUnionVids, or Kingdom Hearts Ultimania's Twitter, which is at KH Ultimania. And remember, please support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash FFKHUnion. Also, if you guys want your questions answered on the show, please send us your questions to KHUQuestions at gmail.com. Alright guys, it's that time again. It is no. our goodbye time. Goodbye. We'll see you again in, if they're listening to the podcast in a timely fashion, it'll be one, two, three, four days. Yay! So, to yay. Live stream. yay. To hopefully, live stream. guys. Hopefully, we'll see you guys on the stream. We're gonna have lots Woo. of fun and yeah. to watch Brandon lose and bet against yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think. We'll, I think I'll do better next time. I'll practice more. And uh, oh yeah, and as a reminder, if you see Kingdom Hearts Union go live sometime randomly in the middle of the week, or if you don't, I don't know. Uh, it'll be because it's a test stream, and I'm just testing new settings. So if you want to join, please do. Uh, say hi, and uh, if not, no problem. Join us on Saturday. So yeah, that's that's pretty much it. So I'm Brandon saying goodbye. This has been a KingdomHeartsUnion.com production.